Welcome back, Wrench Nation. Hanging out with you, Mechanical Maniacs, right here from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Always an honor to hang with you guys, uh, 88.7 The Pulse. And i got to give a big shout-out to KFNX on the weekend. I heard you, man. You guys stopped the lawnmower. You just chilled out. You got yourself some iced tea. It's hot out there. I know you are. And, in fact, the skies over Phoenix right now. The skies are angry. Because we got Dust Storm City. Walking into the studios, I was like holding on to myself. I was like, going to blow myself over. I hope you guys are having an amazing week. I remind you to get on WrenchNation.tv. I know a lot of you will dip in and out of the show. Our podcast is Sunday. Big shout out to KMET, the high desert of Southern California. I appreciate uh, you tuning in. I've heard from you guys. Uh, You can email me. Uh, at the wrenchnation.tv link. How about last week? EV sales are increasing. Are you prepared for an electric vehicle lifestyle? That was a show with uh, two talented technicians in the industry. Two, uh, one of them is uh, Scott Brown, who's a trainer, and Rocky Kaminian. If you've missed that show, that's a great show. Is a home base. A lot of you are saying yourself, well, let's face it. You stop by the gas pump and you're upset. You're looking at the thing. You want to... It's, it's, it's expensive. I just got back from California. And it, you just get blind to it. You just, you know, and you get angry. Are you ready to buy an electric vehicle because of it? Would that be an option for you? Are they too expensive, too risky? Are you afraid of what they call range anxiety? Well, I can't freely go where I want to go. So those are all things to consider. And we dove in deep uh, with Scott Brown and Rocky Kaminian regarding tips the best we could here on Wrench Nation in arming you up with a decision. Whether I buy now, what do I, what do, I do? What do I wait? So catch that show and, of course, a whole slew of shows. I want to get right into uh, this show topic. I've got two in-studio guests. I'm really, really excited. Tech Force Foundation. They're partners of the show. They are partners with over 160 schools across the country. If I told you they raised over 40 million, put the pinky up, people, 40 million in scholarships for young, talented students coming up in the trades. Automotive technician, collision, welding. They are pioneers, and we're honored to have Dana Rappaport of Tech Force Foundation. She's chief of diversity and inclusion over at Tech Force. Uh, in fact, Dana's in studio. Say hi to the people. Hello. Thanks uh, for having me, Frank. We're going to get to this because uh, Tech Force just released a very powerful, you guys worked hard on this, strategies for attracting and retaining while advancing women in the transportation industry. That's a big deal. Huge. So we're going to talk about that. What are we doing wrong in the industry, people? I know a lot of my shop owners listen. A lot of my technicians, whether you're original gangsters, 40-year wrench, or you're younger, coming up. What are we doing wrong, and why are we not attracting more women to this industry? The shortage is real, and that is a fact, no doubt about it. I I don't care what industry you're in. Do we sit and complain about it, or do we ally ourselves up with great foundations like Tech Force and actually figure out ways where we're where our shortcomings are. And we're going to talk about this report uh, that's been released, the uh, strategies for attracting, retaining, and advancing women in the transportation industry. We also are very honored. I've got two Big Daddy Danas 
in-house. I got Miss Dana and Mr. Dr. Dana. Dr. Dana, get on the mic. Dr. Dana Nakuna. Thank you so much. I'm yeah. so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Right on. Me. We are excited, of course. The chief learning officer of Rockstar, Scott's Auto. In fact, Scott's Auto, uh, we're going to talk about them. Uh, they're based out of Colorado. They have a ton of great stores treating their community 100% like they should be in a positive fashion, getting it right under hood. Uh, they just opened up a location uh, in Phoenix, 7th Street. All my Phoenicians, Phoenix has got a lot of great shops. Please put Scott's Auto on 7th Street. They just opened up there. Uh, we're going to talk more about that and get some more insight. As we do, we got to cover the, I know you guys look forward to this every week, the recalls. I'd rather you know about it than hide behind it or not receive a recall letter. Ford is recalling 2.9 million vehicles. That was a tough one. 2.9 million vehicles regarding uh, the potential for these vehicles to just roll while they're being parked. So I want you guys to get on a NHTSA, NHTSA.gov, as I always tell you. Put your VIN number. If you own a Ford Fusion and a Ford Escape, uh, 2000, this is a wide recall, 2013 to 2019, Escapes, the C-Max from 13 to 18, the Fusion, 13 to 16, the Transits, all my commercial entrepreneurs, you're driving those Transit Connects from 13 to 21, and the Ford Edge from 15 to 18. Uh, they say the problem involves a bushing that keeps that shift cable to the transmission. Think of the linkages as you would the anatomy of your body. If your wrist came separated and that cartilage was getting floppy, your wrist would be all over the place. A vehicle has a ton of those linkages that keep that anatomy all together. So in this case, that bushing, if it's not keeping that linkage straight, it comes apart and it unlocks and there you go and you're moving when you shouldn't be moving. So 2.9 of these Fords, if you're on the list, get it taken care of right away. If you're a little nervous about it and you already got a great rock star automotive technician in your neighborhood, you can stop by. But ultimately, these recalls have to go back to our good friends at the dealership. Uh, I want to talk to you about cash for clunkers. I mentioned this uh, a little bit last week. Would you be enticed for an EV if the government said, here is a cash for clunkers deal? In other words, trade in that old hoopty Kia Rio for a new EV. Would the money, the rebate, the incentive, like our Chinese friends have done, they've really subsidized the EV industry. If our federal government said, hey, here's some money, some big money, trade it in and get an EV. Bree, get on the mic. You're in studio, our great talented board op. Bree, would you, if I gave you $15,000 for whatever hoopty you rolled in with, to accelerate this EV situation, would you buy an EV? Is it a money thing for you? For me right now, it is definitely a money thing. David and I, after the deep dive conversation, really got even deeper and started looking into our own financial situation. Because our gas vehicles are paid off, when we look at the kind of vehicle that we want with the range that we want that makes us feel comfortable and safe, it's still too high. It'll be higher than my mortgage payment for me to make a car payment. That's just too much. Yeah, a lot of you have. You're, you're proud. You should be proud. You paid it off. You had a pay-off party at your house. You had a barbecue because you paid off that payment. And now it's like, okay, 
you see them advertised, we'll take anything. We'll take your trade-in, right? Because we know the used car market is buku expensive. The inventory, there's supply, demand is all whacked out across the board. I don't care if you walked into Walmart looking for that basket. It's probably not there. We have issues, and hopefully that gets corrected. Uh, I have uh, Miss Dana Rappaport with uh, Tech Force. You have been in the automotive industry. You are a passionate diehard. If I came to you, and you're a diehard, I mean, you've got some pretty good vehicles in your fleet. If I came to you and gave you an incentive to really say, hey, buy this EV, is it a money thing for you, or is it like Bree? You're in a situation where it's a little inconvenient for you. It's the, uh, I've got some range issues. So it is range. I've got a real range fear because I drive long distances. I need to make sure I can go the distance, right? Plus, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie, Frank. I do have some roaring vehicles. I don't see you coming out of that old Jag. Right. I'm not going (laughs) to, I'm not going to lie. I love the sound and the roar of a good engine and a nice rumble and cackle along the way doesn't hurt either, but at some point, I will face that decision. I might sidestep my way to EV and go to a hybrid before I go to a I full think hybrid EV. is practical. Yeah. I think hybrid. That's more practical. Uh, Dr. Dana Nakina uh, of Scott's Auto. Uh, I know you're, you're a gas guy. In fact, we're going to get to your story coming from Africa. You were in the oil industry heavily. What's your take on EV? It could, could, could I parlay to you as a government and say, hey, I'm, I'm going to give you some, some big money. Come on into my EV world and buy an EV. Frank, I am just like Dana. Uh, I just, I just love the sound, and I do not like the restriction of where I go, when I get there, and how I get there. You like the freedom. I want to get there on my own timing, not that I have to stop and charge my vehicle. A lot of you driving a Tesla Model Three, you waited. You gangsters driving a Model S, and some of you got the Plaid. Big money. Go fast. Is this a problem for you? Some of our Model S, Model 3 Tesla fans would say, nah, we thought the same. But range doesn't become an issue if you can map your life. Many of you don't want to map your life, and I don't blame I'm kind of the same way. I like my F-150, although the gas right now is, I mean, it's spendy. Yeah. You got to make a definite effort these days. You know, but even if you're, even if you got a, you know, problem GPSing your plug-in, nowadays you got a GPS for the lowest price gas. Everything so right you, now. You, we're yeah. all kind of working at it from a different angle. Um, Dr. Dana, I got to ask you, you in the oil industry, and I know this is not an economic show, but we're all paying attention to this. Crude oil, crude oil, crude oil, WTI, uh, all your crude oil symbols and so on and so forth. Oil... Oil is an issue regarding cost for barrels, but we understand right now it's a refinery issue. I know this is a bit unannounced and we didn't talk about it, but could you tell the people a little bit about this refinery issue? Because our understanding is the prices are high, buku high, because we're just not able to refine as much or supply that way. I I don't really think think that we have that much of a problem with refinery is a is a matter of economics. The refinery is probably doing it to slow down is about demand and supply. The more that you know the more that people want it, the higher the price. And supply so, demand. So exactly. So here is our champion, Mr. Fed Powell. Say what you wish. A lot of you don't really want to get into the federal government. We don't either. 
But now we've got to break this economy somewhat. We've got to raise rates to fight inflation, to cool it down. I want, I want to go back to $3 a gallon gas. I'll give you $3.50. How about that? <laughs> I was in California. Dana Rappaport, I know you travel all over the country in the industry. You do it's a true. lot. I do. And it's, it's you, you got a feel for the people living out there. Yeah. My last business trip, it was cheaper to take a lift from place to place than to rent a car. That's good math. Yeah. You're a rock star. I didn't even think about that. Are you doing the same? Uh, are you listening, doing the math? Is it less expensive? To, to travel that way now I, I went for the I went for the gusto I took my girls in the RV oh daddy and that RV don't care it's just drinking it's guzzling it's just 182 50 fills is it a diesel pusher no it's a gas oh, it's the v10 well. I did not get a diesel pusher but diesel's out to lunch <laughs> I've got a lot of trucker friends that go over the road trucking and it's tough. In fact, that industry is starting to pivot. They had a huge, huge bottleneck for supply and demand. Uh, and of course, the diesel gas, the diesel prices are, are real spendy. So I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. However, we are going to dive in deep, 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 deep to this whole situation with the shortage of the industry and how we can do a better job attracting the ladies, retaining and advancing women in the uh, transportation industry. We've got uh, Dr. Dana McKenna with uh, Scott's Auto and the talented Dana Rappaport with Tech Force Foundation. Stay tuned, Wrench Nation. Of course you want your mileage back and all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost three to one over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG. Bolt-On Technologies Automotive Software Solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software provide customer vehicle condition reports including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Well, listen up. I'm talking to you about one of the premier auto parts superstores in the country, Parts Authority. One of the biggest problems that we can have in a modern-day garage is when our parts don't arrive on time or the quality of our parts are just not there. The Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counterfolk, national program, quick delivery, AC Delco, Monroe, Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstore. If you're an installer or own a garage, you need to check Check out PartsAuthority.com. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. As a small business owner, we have a ton of overhead. One of those is merchant fees. To process credit cards can be expensive. I save over 75% with Card Connect. 
paradise. Get on to charge-it-now.com. Charge-it-now.com. Or give Dan Arndt at Card Connect Paradise a call. His team is standing by to help you out. I save over 75% in credit card merchant fees every month. That's huge. 480-289-6304. Card Connect Paradise. Save on credit card fees. Merchant service fees don't have to be ungodly expensive. Give Dan a call. 480-289-6304. Card Connect Paradise. Whether you're looking for full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. Right on, welcome back. Get on to wrenchnation.tv. And please, uh, if you're on the podcast Sunday, we appreciate you. Uh, give us a review if you can. Good, bad, or ugly, we welcome it. Uh, we've been hanging with you guys for over five years, and we've heard from you. If you have uh, someone that would like to be on the show in the automotive industry, we don't care what realm they're in. We just love a good story. Please reach out to us on wrenchnation.tv. On this show, we wanted to dive into, uh, well, just the ladies, the lady text, the women text, the shortage, all of that. Why are we missing the boat? Uh, Dana Rappaport, who is the chief of diversity and inclusion for Tech Force Foundation, the percentage of women in the industry compared to us men is minuscule. Is it because they're not interested? No, not at all. Not at all. So uh, 2% or less of the employed techs right now across all forms of transportation are women. Think why, about that. I mean, that. why, why two, the two, that's like. Oh, Minuscule, right? Wow. Okay. Right. And, it, and it's definitely not because they're not interested. They, there are some definitely interested, but we have to do more about exciting their passion. And when you're young, you don't know what you don't know. So we have to show them. What's possible? Let's dissect this a little bit. Uh, parents, their early young age stimuli. I have a daughter. She's 13. She is all over science, technology, engineering, and math. She's brilliant. This kid is testing 12th grade. But they say when these girls get to about 16, they just they lose interest. In fact, we had Julie, uh, Julia Landauer, Julia Landauer. Julia Landauer on the show about uh, two years ago, NASCAR driver. Rockstar, you guys, uh, she's one of your yep. uh, key campaigners for Tech Force, and we we tried to figure that out. Why, you know, we discussed maybe peer group, maybe the so, why are girls losing interest at a young age like that? So, um, first of all, I do think it's changing, and second of all, a lot of it has to do with who's influencing those girls. Right? Is are they hearing from uh, parents, grandparents, friends, family, other influencers that are saying this is not for girls? Or are they hearing that, uh, you know, from the peer pressure side, oh, that's not for you, you're a girl, right? You know, there, there's a lot of mixed reasons why they get it in their mind that that's not for them. And you can't really point to just one thing. It's a lot of things. But we all need to do a better job. We need to expose our kids young and often to what's possible and the different possibilities. It's not just automotive. If you've got a 
child who's a hands-on learner who's really bent towards STEM, uh, look at look at robotics in the classroom. Look at electronics in the classroom. There are great opportunities. And what's happening is we're seeing women, girls, gravitate towards some of that. And then they make great texts because the evolution, just like you talked about, towards EV and other advanced technologies, these girls can really be phenomenal they're wizards i think there's some no no they are and 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 i i'm i'm in a household full of girls uh (laughs) who uh slash boys sometimes i treat them like boys that's just the way it is that's how dad that's how we do dr dana i want to bring you in dr dana nakuna chief learning officer with scott's auto um we just discussed the stimuli, the potential of how how young ladies are being raised and maybe too many of the no's, they need more embracement. Let's go to the industry side. What are you seeing? You've got a lot of women in your industry, uh, excuse me, your uh, shop operations. You've got five locations. Yes. What are we doing wrong like in the industry? Where are we getting it? Are we just not being inviting? Are we as men pounding our chest? Are we too aggressive with these ladies? What are we doing wrong? Well, Frank, um, that's one thing as soon as I came to Scott, one thing that I noticed, and it, it has been an ongoing thing that uh, I think it has to do with the fact that women are always seen as clean compared to men. And, you know, being a technician is a dirty, dirty job. You know, you, we don't want women to be dirty, whatever. But that's not really what it, how it should be. But since I've started as the chief learning officer at Scott's, I've started changing the direction a little bit. And Give us it, details. i got a lot of shop owners so, listening. We know that a, a piss-poor shop culture, you ain't going to find anybody. You, you won't find the local monkey on the corner that will work on anything for you, will even work for you, let alone the ladies. Could you give us a couple of bullet points? I'm that shop. I want to make some changes. What do I do in my organization? So what we, we have to be very intentional on soliciting for women on the positions that we want. For example, let me speak about the most recent one that I just did in Montrose, Colorado. I was looking for a female. And I started um, looking for it. And I have this amazing individual. She is from the military. As a technician or a writer, an advisor? She she's gonna be all that. Oh wow! She's gonna okay. be technician. She's she's already changed quite a few hours before. She, like okay. I said, she so she's service she, on both ends. Okay. Yes, she came from the military background, and she is amazing. And um, uh, she's going to be an advisor, and basically, she is almost like a floater. Okay. If I need somebody in Grand Junction, Colorado, she can go in and help out as an advisor which as a multi-store owner that's a that's part of a business model you do have folks that will float now you said she was military yes uh she interviewed really well yes. uh dana rapaport tech force foundation um does the military really do a good job with the ladies and are we finding that's a recruitment area has tech force done any studies there is that hand in hand? We spoke to, so the basis of this white paper was interviews with women, and many of them came out of the military. So it is proven to be an excellent source for training and development for technicians across the board in, in many forms of, of transportation. And I would say that one of the things that employers need to do to attract women would be to sh- demonstrate that they are in a, are building that kind of culture. So put women in your literature and your advertising, 
you know, make it something that others can identify themselves and see themselves in. And the military does a very good job of enticing women into that. And we heard from countless women who also could walk into a shop and if they were facing adversity because they were getting flat because they were a woman, it rolled off their back much easier than it did for women who didn't have some more rigorous type of training. They were set up. Um, discipline, that's a powerful word. We know that military instills discipline. You get to boot camp, they strip you down to bare bones raw. Shave your head, get you in line. It's physical. I was U.S. Navy. It was a little shocker. All you Marines are laughing at us because our boot camp wasn't as bad as yours. But there is a sense of discipline. So with that discipline, I think, Dr. Dana, what you're saying is in your organization, you must have the protocol for that discipline mindset in receiving. Yes. Uh, whether whether it is our young ladies that are coming in or our seasoned uh, military ladies that are coming in. Do you find that the branding of a business sometimes works against them because there may be ladies looking, but they're like, oh, no, this is the yaya menhood over here. Yes, I, I do know that. For example, when I was trying to hire a lady before and she asked me, by the way, how many women do you have? And as soon as I told her how many we have, she's, oh, I'm very excited. Well, that's about how it. we are. We yes. want to feel like we're connected. Exactly. Uh, Dana, Tech Force, uh, do you feel like the ladies feel uh, separated and, and alienated? So, is there some of that? Female techs want to be accepted and and called out because they're a good skilled technician, and not because not, they're female. Exactly Absolutely. right. So it's a it's a double edged kind of a thing, right? Because I have a lot of women coming back and saying I I'm appreciative of being recognized for being a woman because I'm somehow a trailblazer, but I also want my employer to treat me as an equal because I'm a good skilled tech. I think the good shops, the good environments, the good dealerships aftermarket shops they get it it's real raw we just had a text message regarding yes but make your advertising real not just faking it regarding attraction to women as talents or just in general so the difference there is how you intentionalize that effort right to attract women and it's really about what dr dana said in generating a culture across the entire organization. So everybody in your organization is got that welcoming energy and they're putting it out there as that. Yes. I, I, I tell you, um, for me personally, I, I just want to, I want to hire attitude and aptitude. I go back to basics. I'll take raw any day. And I've always said that. And I, I don't interview people. Well, I, I pass that on to my team. Uh, Dr. Dana, Yes. Could we alienate the ladies in an interview? If we're not, if it, like you said, uh, Dana Rappaport, you said that, you know, we, we've got to be real and raw about it, but can we alienate the ladies in an interview? Um, if you had said, well, we only have one gal working here and one gal over here, do you feel like that? would make her uncomfortable. I mean, a lot of people have that. It is it is what it is. Yes, we, we could. So that's why we, you know, we, we have to be very intentional and also decide on what we want to do. And at the same time, go with the, if somebody's fit for your culture uh, and don't just look, look for just one thing. Look for culture, look for 
aptitude and look for experience and everything that you're looking for. What I, those are important. What I like, and I talk to a lot of uh, business owners across the country, shop owners and such, test drive the company. Like I want to, I mean, now the shortage is real. A lot of you are looking for people. What do you mean test drive somebody? I don't have time for that. Let's interview and get them on board. But I think it's good advice, Dana, with Tech Force regarding should the ladies test drive an outfit? How do they find out if an outfit is, is true blue as they yeah. say they are? So or? we're kind of working on a little bit more research into some of those. But I will say that you got to be prepared when a woman interviews because they're going to ask you different questions than the men. So you better have an answer and it better be the right one, right? It, don't make it up on the fly. You've really got to. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm scared because I'm bad. I'm bad. I'm going to admit it. I think I speak for a lot of ma- male shop owners. You know, our culture is award winning. We've grown it. We've made a lot of mistakes, but I'm, 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 I may be a little too goofy in that interview. I may want to give it to one of my team members, but you're saying tech force has got these reports out. Can we segue into that real quick? We've got just a quick minute or two before we have to cut to break. Let's dive into uh, this latest report. This is the first uh, year. This is a very big deal. In fact, I remind you, listening, techforce.org, please, about a 14-page report. Don't worry. You're not reading a science project. It's it's a great report, but it's not 100 pages. Techforce.org, get on there. And the Women Tech Solving the Tech Shortage Problem report will be yours. You can download it. We all need to learn here. Tell us, what is uh, some of the key takeaways from uh, this report? And we're going to elaborate as we go more. Well, the the basis of the report was interviewing uh, real techs and then taking their voice and the things that they had to offer back to industry. Okay. So we broke that down into the three areas, retaining, uh, and advancing, and um, growing is okay. really what it's about. And honestly, the key takeaways are, are exactly what we talked about. Women want to be recognized for being a skilled technician. You must have a culture that is ready for them. When you and, say ready for them, well, every, they want more training. I mean, what? Little things matter and then add up. So everything from, is there a changing room for women? Is there a locker room for women? I can't believe how many places did not accommodate that. Um, most of the places we talked to, in fact, did not have that when these women first, and many of these women were the first woman to join these places. And a lot of these are dealership type places. That's a transition for us. Right, I, I mean, it, it's, it's as, as a male dominated industry, Absolutely, we had some stinky dress out room for the guys. Set we your, had our very clean customer bathroom. You know how that goes, right? But that's a good point. Set your culture. Do you allow pinup posters in every bay? You might want to rethink that. Are you prepared to answer questions like, what if I want to have a child? What What's your family policy? Are you prepared to address the different needs that they have? We are different, but we're not asking to be treated different. We're asking to be treated fairly as who we are. We all have needs, uh, right. legitimate needs. I get right. that. I get that. I want you guys to stay tuned. I've got Dr. Zena Nakuna with Scott's Auto Chief Learning Officer and uh, the talented Dana Rappaport. Uh, She's Chief of Diversity and Inclusion of Tech Force Foundation, techforce.org. We're going to dive into more of how we can sort of unravel, how we can get it better here regarding women technicians and solving the tech shortage problem. Stay tuned, Ranch Nation. 52% of the population family are women. We love you, ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. 
charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking at 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. The new gasoline direct injection engines, also known as GDI, are the hottest new improvement to horsepower and fuel efficiency in this century. Service professionals agree that GDI's unique power requires unique GDI maintenance. BG Products has the most current and effective GDI maintenance available in over 20,000 shops, and they back it up with a lifetime BG protection plan. Go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. If you have a GDI engine and you want it to last, remember two more letters. Now, I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this. We have a benefits portion of our website, WrenchNation.tv, where we've got benefits for the Wrench Nation community, which is really protection for you, your family, your team. Your culture is important. Your team environment is important. So we're going to make it real easy for you to shop for health care, life insurance, device insurance, even pet insurance. I'm excited to share with you the benefits for the Wrench Nation community. Get on a wrenchnation.tv. We've made it real easy and simple. Your small business team deserve no less. Get on a wrenchnation.tv, check out the benefits page, and check out health insurance, life insurance, car rental, condo and home insurance. You name it, we've got your benefits covered. GetWrenchBenefits.com or wrenchnation.tv. Right on. Welcome back. WrenchNation.tv. Thank you. And all of my service industry folks, we've got a private page. Don't worry. It's not a snooty private page. But if you are a shop owner, Service Life, look that up on Facebook. Request to join. And it's just a bunch of us trying to help each other out. We don't have the Holy Grail on topics like this um, and many other topics. So Service Life Facebook. Get on there, make that connection, and we'll get you in. And we're looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, Dr. Dana Nakana was born and raised in the amazing African continent. In his pursuit of the American dream, he gained admission to the University of Illinois, where he obtained the following degrees. Bachelor of Science, Master of Law, Master of Science, and a Doctorate in Management and Leadership. Lots of work segued to the United States. And I, you know what? It's an honor to have you in here. And I want to talk more about your journey. Uh, It's inspirational. I know that wasn't easy because it wasn't like you were just doing school. You have a family, you have children, your wife. Yes, I do. Um, You were in the oil industry. Yes, I was. Tell us about that. So, Frank, thank you for inviting me. And uh, wonderful Dana Rappaport is it's a great pleasure. I got two Danas in studio. To have I love you it. here in the studio with me, and uh, so happy to have Bree. Right? Yeah, it's good to have board. you here too. Yeah. So anyway, Frank, thank you. Um, I came to this country, you know, um, as a student, and um, I had so much problem as far as understanding the language and English as a second language, and but it wasn't that easy to just come in, get it done, and go. So I tell my daughter this story. I was crying like a baby, and I called my mom. I said, I'm coming home. And the thing that rescued me and made me strong and made me who I am today is the fact that I am resilient, 
And she gave me that and said, hey, you want to come back here or you want to do that? So oil and gas industry, the reason I got in there, I came here uh, to go to medical school. And I resigned from teaching from a college sooner than I wanted. I had six months left. So I'm like, oh, let me do six months of Halliburton. And so for that six month that I wanted to do for Halliburton, I realized that I really enjoy what I was doing. And so when it was time to go to school, I said, hold on, I will be coming the following semester. When that following semester came on, I said, I'm not coming anymore. I found what I was looking for. So it went from a job to a career. I ended up staying for 14 good years with Hal Button. That's how, how it all happened. And Hal Button basically saw the talent that I had, and they sent me everywhere. For the first five years with Hal Button, I was on five different positions, made my way to management. And I was discussing with Dana here before we started Halliburton was the reason I went back to do my doctorate. It had nothing to do with money. I saw an opportunity for enhancing people's life. I saw some broken communication, and there were no good communication as far as how you can deal with your people, your employees during change. At that time, we were going through uh, uh, acquisition and merger, and the communication was not there. Do you find, Dr. Dana, do you find that that is the straw that can break the business camel back? You better believe it it is. I, I think that even for a small business, we grow, yes. but we can flatline. Yes. And that communication is critical. And, and I also believe that as a as an entrepreneur, sometimes we get in our own way because yes. we don't listen. Communication is vital. And if you don't have that good communication, keep that channel open, everything is just a waste. And that happened in our process. Communication was not good. And I was out to make that communication very good for our employees. I got to go back. I want to go back because yes. you, you, you kind of gave me a little chills here. You said you were crying a little bit. You were, you were yes. really frustrated. I got to know, what did mom, what did, how did she push you? What if I can ask, what did she so, tell you? So, Frank, you know, until you go to Africa, for those people that are not, you know, familiar with how it is, it's very difficult for you to, uh, somebody from here to understand what we go through, um, what we have, what we don't. And that's why that will be another segment, another story here. I well, tell, we're, we're going to dive into that deeper, yes. but I mean, but, you're... Because your story needs but, more than just a 20 yes, minutes. Yes, yeah. that would be another session. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so it is very, very important for people to understand. So coming from there, um, I didn't have much, and I come here, and I see so much opportunity. But there was a barrier, and I had to take English as a second language. Same with my wife. That's how I met my beautiful wife. And we were both in school taking English as a second language before we were even allowed to venture into the program we were interested in. So as, as a foreigner from another country, I'm trying to study double than everybody else. First of all, I have to try to get the classes. Then I have to interpret what it's saying and then get to understand. So I, I was so overwhelmed. So I called my mom. I said, I'm coming back. And she's like, no, you're not. I'm, I'm like, 
She I just have, said, no, you're yes. not coming. You stay She's, there. <laughs> so she started talking sense into my mind. She said, compared to where you came from, remember this, 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 and that. And what you're doing now, which one do you prefer? And I'm like, oh, it's better than the alternative. I'll stay. I, I like this because there's a sense of just, and I think this speaks to everyone regarding any challenge. We lose sight of future casting. Yes. What's it look like driving the Ferrari? I'm just saying Ferrari because maybe that's what you are aiming for as a goal in your career. You're working hard. You want the Ferrari. Yes. But in your mind, you want a career. Exactly. We don't future cast. I think mom was your vision board. Exactly. Frank, if it doesn't challenge you, it will not make you. So that challenged me and it made me. It made me a stronger person and I build that and instill that into my children. And both of my children, I think I've mentioned to you, my daughter is in medical school. She's been published about three times or four times already. Um, she's, you know, and my son is doing great. He's in college. We instill that in them because I know what it was to come from a place like that. So I even took them back and said, this is where I came from. I went to school also with having that in mind that I want to challenge the future. I said, beat what I did, beat my record. Now, you mentioned children. Yes. We cannot forget the family and tribe and children of Scott's Auto. How did you go from all of this great journey, automotive, right? You're in automotive now, from yeah. all this other stuff. How did you connect with Scott's Auto? Because they, they're a great outfit. And how did you, how did that happen? So, um, Scott Automotive, you know, Scott is the owner of this business. And Scott really uh, captivated my um, my love for being humble. Scott is a very humble guy. If you know his story, Scott, when he was about eight years old and all the kids eight years old were out having fun, Scott was walking, walking for his dad, doing stuff that eight years old wouldn't do. And then it started that way, again, talking about instilling great work ethics. His dad instilled that in him. And so at some point, I think in the 90s, Scott started the business with only $200 in a bank. And you say $200? $200 in the bank. Wow. What he had started the business. And that humbleness is what attracted me because I read about this. I'm like, this is where I want to be. And that's, that centered you. Um, I remind you guys. Can you help me with a website? Is it scottsfortcollinsauto.com? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, and we'll have that in the show notes, guys. Uh, let's jump run right into, uh, we fast forward, Scott, the team, he grew it, great outfit. I was out there in Colorado doing some training. Mm-hmm. You have a location here in Phoenix. We yes, got to tell the people. Tell yes, them. we have a location here in Phoenix. It's on 5126 North uh, 7th Street. Yes. And, and um we, we opened this shop on uh, de- uh, in December 2021. Nice. And so for you guys in Central Phoenix, that's uh, north of Indian School. It's going to be uh, uh, on the e- uh, west side of the street. Beautiful facility. You guys put quite a bit of an investment in beautifying that facility. Yes, yes. Scott himself, the owner. There you go. More of- of- humble. He was painting. He was busting knuckles, getting that place ready. Yes. Sweat and tears. ScottsFortCollinsAuto.com. You can check that out. Dana Rappaport with Tech Force. I, I wanted to uh, give Dr. Dana 
because we're gonna have you back, man. Because that you you de- you got some more. You worked in the oil industry in Africa. I want to know more about that. Yeah. We'll definitely do a whole show on that for sure. Uh, Dana with Tech Force, let's dive back into this report. You had mentioned uh, retaining and growing. Where do we miss the boat in retaining women in the automotive industry as technicians? Uh, if you gave me advice, you previewed my operation, and you saw a few things that could help retain. Got to make sure that you're giving your staff what they need, men or women, right? So in the case of women, you also have to understand that they do have different needs, family, leave, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like they may have doctor's appointments that men don't have and so on and so forth. We have to be accommodating of our differences and it, and it has to be in a way that they feel comfortable and safe. And the other thing is, is that an organization needs to have mechanisms put in place for women to bring up something when it needs to be brought up so that there's no retribution, there's no, you Build know, up. Right? That can, drama can build up. Oh, drama can kill it in a heartbeat. I'm, I'm using drama because, look, the a lot of these shops across the country, they're, they're micro settings. They are. They're tightly knit teams. And sometimes the ladies may not be comfortable, period, about sharing what's going on in their world. So in, in most cases, these women that are staying for long term and are really happy at their employer, they feel like their employer gives them what they need. They help them grow. They send them to training and they promote them on an equal basis to their male counterparts. There were just as many stories where women were brought in first time in and they were kept on the lube rack for a year when male technicians were there for a month and on their own bay. Oh, right? don't get me so, started. But oh. that's where we lose them, right? Cause, we lose everybody. Right? If you are that shop, I don't care if you're in business for a year or since 1920. You cannot take the youngsters, give them a mop bucket, and let them float in the land of abyss without giving them mentorship. This is one of the reasons why we have a shortage. Argue with me. Argue with me. Send me the hate email. We cannot make change unless we look at what we did. We underpaid. We treated these youngsters with a mop bucket. And that was the future. While their friends were at Intel in a clean room on their way to getting an engineering degree. Change your ways. I'll give you a tip. We do it. Half the week is spent. Yes. Attention to detail. Lube line, oil service, inspections. Those are attention to detail things. Just like the military. I had a trade in the military. For two months, they give you the mop bucket. Why? You wax the floors. Why? It's attention to detail. If you can get those details right, then you're on a trajectory to work on rear brake shoes with 15 springs and so on. Half the week is spent in the lube line and half the week get them involved in controlled area networks, in understanding what in-cylinder pressure waveforms look like. Dana, you talk to a lot of shop owners, uh, small, large. You talk to a lot of dealership owners. Uh, You name it. You've got a lot of great uh, foundation partners, are they admitting that they need to make some dang changes themselves? Yeah. After doing these interviews particularly, and then going back and talking to some of the employers, they will admit that until, you know, their first female employee came into the shop, they themselves didn't realize how much change they needed to go through. 
We're seeing a lot more shops undertaking training for diversity um, across all of their organization. And culturally, that helps a lot. So we're also seeing women are are way smarter and stronger than we give them credit for. And they aren't taking as much guff, right? They're pushing back and they're standing up and saying, I want to be treated fairly too. So we're seeing plenty of that change happening. And now you see more and more shops saying, I have, you know, X amount of women technicians and their customer service rankings are going up right? Because women have a higher attention to detail. They problem solve differently. And a a female technician will do exceptionally well if she knows that the employer has her back. So if a customer says, I don't want a female working on my car, and the employer says, look, she's the best at it, pound sand if you don't want her, go someplace else, and and they thrive. I don't think you can run a business or, or sort of have an entrepreneurial mindset if you don't have the attitude every morning what can I do better today, and how can I grow others? Yes, very, very important. We, we how can always. I inspire? We had a text message earlier, Bree. Can you give me? Someone had mentioned. Do you want to inspire, or? Yeah, um, basically, the long and short of it is: Do you want to inspire people, or do you want to be left behind? Because I can get a job for twenty dollars an hour at an In and Out Burger, or I could work for your shop. I mean, for years, Dr. Dana, we were proud. We were paying these kids minimum wage. Yeah. And they smelled like mop bucket juice. <laughs> Come on, man. We got to do better. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, we um, for us, we want to pay people a lot more. We want to attract our um, talent and we, we want to attract and retain. And, and this and, does come full circle to the ladies coming in because I think what we're seeing here, and I speak to you. You're like, man, Frank, all this back back room industry talk. No, man, this, for the consumer, you're driving. You couldn't care less. You want your car fixed. Well, I'll tell you what. Be careful. Price can be important, but the value you're receiving. Allow a small business to charge a fair price to give you every single bit of a good service experience being accountable. Because guess what they're going to do? They can then pay a livable wage. Go ahead, Bree. Another text message coming in. What they're learning from the show is do not be afraid to distinguish yourself, whether you're the technician or the shop. Yeah. I mean, yes. uh, uh, Dana Rappaport with Tech Force Foundation, the ladies are proud. Very. And they, they aren't afraid to tell you either. I mean, after interviewing 52 of them, I can tell you, I'm sorry, I don't know if I can say this, but these are some badass chicks. It seems like a lot of us parents... I want my kid to be a doctor. I want my kid to be an attorney. I want my kid to be an engineer. Are all kids destined for four, six, eight, ten-year college degrees? This report that came out, and Dr. Dana, I will get back to you on this as well, but Dana Rappaport with Tech Force, this report talks about not every kid is destined. That's right. Some are not destined for four- or two-year college, but they are hands-on at a trade school. Um, they see themselves and they know that they themselves are different. And that's where I think you got to give these kids a lot of current courage, right? These, they have courage, they have strength, and they have an inner awareness that half the adult population doesn't seem to have. They know that, that what's going to make them happy and they go for it. But yeah, not every kid is ready for a four-year college. Uh, we're here at EVIT, East Valley Institute of Technology, uh, high school level. They do amazing. Of course, there's an adult program as well. 
And over the years, we, we got a chance to talk to many of the instructors and the students. And it's fact. It's like, that's so true. Dr. Dana, mentoring is huge. Let's yeah. say a, a youngster, a young woman has heard every single no short of being kicked out of the family. How important is it to have a mentorship program within an automotive space that is goal-oriented for everybody, uh, for the individual and for the company at hand to groom their future Super Bowl talent. It is very, very important for us to mentor these people. You know, again, the, you know, children are not going to do exactly what we as parents want. We want to make sure that we encourage and support what they want to do. Uh, in my family, I, I told you I have two children. Both of them, I was grooming them to go to medical school because I wanted them to live my dream. And then I realized that my son, uh, which we sent to CU Denver to medical you know, program, was not interested in medicine. He told us $25,000 letter, you know. And, Sometimes uh, that can go that way. <laughs> we supported it. We brought him back. You know, he's now going to the same university which I teach at in Grand Junction, Colorado. And we support that. Because not every one of them is going to be a doctor. So the same thing in our industry, we have to support women. And even if they get kicked out from their family, we are the family. At Scott's Automotive, we are a family of automotive professionals. And we support our employees and our customers. Scott's, FortCollinsAuto.com. You can see it right there. Scott's Phoenix Auto is now open. Yeah. You need the service you deserve under her. These people are not going to pressure you and hit you over the head. And they really believe in their community and they're new to Phoenix. So let's give them a warm welcome. Stop by and check them out. Uh, Dana Rappaport, Tech Force, any last parting informational goodness that you can uh, share with us? Yeah, I want everyone to go to techforce.org, get involved, set up a profile, join us, and uh, let's do more great things to fill the Workforce shortage. Yeah, we appreciate all the work uh, you and your team at Tech Force Foundation has done over the years. Millions of dollars in scholarships. Um, the number of students that uh, you've affected, it, it's like 44,000. I don't even know it's, anymore. I mean, it's a high number. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, big shout out to Jennifer Maher, our chief leader. Uh, yes. As she has been year after year with a great team over there. I want to thank you guys. Thank you, Dr. Dana Nakana. Thank you. And Dana Rappaport, thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you, Frank. You guys, it's always a, a pleasure to hang every week. Catch the podcast if you missed the show Sunday upload. Thank you, KMET in California, as well as KFNX Saturday. We appreciate you guys. As I tell you every week, man, be safe. Hug each other. And never forget to hug a mechanic. And I've heard-